you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Hey, welcome back to High TV. This is where you get your cannabis news and information Monday morning. Listen, you want to be the most informed person in your circle when it comes to cannabis. We all know we have a circle of friends that likes different things. You got a person that likes to gossip. You know, they like to know what's going on with the Kardashians. You know, stuff like that. They are the TMZ friend. Some of us have friends that love sports so much, they know every single score and every single stat that people have every game. That's that friend. But you, oh, oh, you, special person, you. You're going to be the most informed person when it comes to cannabis in your circle if you listen to this podcast. Now, maybe you don't want to be that, but you just like to know what's going on. That's fine, too. Just let you know what's possible with high TV cannabis news now. That's what Cannabis News Now is made for. So with that being said, I want to make sure you guys had a great week. I want to make sure you guys are enjoying yourself no matter what you're doing or when you're listening to this podcast. Just remember to be happy. You know, remember to enjoy life. You know, remember that, you know, even though we're doing what we're doing and sometimes even what we're doing isn't enough, it'll all work out in the end as long as you work your ass off and try your best. So with that being said, welcome to another installment of the High TV podcast, Cannabis News Now. This week, we're going to talk about some stories, man. We're going to talk. We're going to converse. All right. We're going to exchange some feelings here. Because if you notice, the cannabis news this week hasn't been that crazy, right? It hasn't been that wild. It really hasn't shooken up, you know, or made that much of a dent. Other than one story. However, there are stories that may have flown by that we may have missed. You know, a lot of us are focusing on other things that are happening, like the impeachment uh, process. Now, We'll see. You know, I feel like this presidency is like uh, reality TV, but political. You know, like every day there's a new thing to talk about. Every week there's a new story. And it just simply amazes me. And I know people like CNN are ecstatic at the fact that they have so much media to give us. You know what I'm saying? I, I can imagine the cannabis news has so much drama. I'll be happy too. you know, because you'll be giving you have so much more to give the people who tune into what you're putting out. So uh, as for the impeachment, uh, I don't know. The guy going to get impeached? Maybe. Uh, it's not that it's not so much egregious as I would think it would be to be impeached. But just given the, who the person is, I see why they filed for impeachment, because it's a different guy, man. I, listen, Trump is like that new cyber truck that came out from Tesla. You guys see what Tesla put out recently? I'll get to the podcast in a minute with the news. Um, Tesla made a truck that looks absolutely ridiculous. Just go ahead and Google it when you get a chance. I mean, it looks like a big metal house. I mean, it looks like it's made for the next zombie apocalypse. I, I see why people may buy it. You know, people that really think that Walking Dead is possible, they may get themselves a cyber truck because it looks it looks different. You know, it's a love it hated type of thing, and that's what this president is, right? Love it or hate it. You know, it, it is what it is. But moving on to cannabis news, what we have here are a couple of stories I wanted to make sure we talked about today and not missed. Because as you know, things happen, things pass by, and I think I missed talking about Mr. Joe Biden. Let's let's get that out. 
early. All right, let's just get it out early. You know what I'm saying? Just duke it out at the beginning of the party so that everybody can have all their fun towards the end. You know, hey, when sometimes people get in a fight and the party just ends and gets awkward, get it out early so we can enjoy ourselves with the podcast. Joe Biden. Mr. Joe Biden. As you know, Mr. Joe Biden was the ex-vice president of Mr. Barack Obama. This week, or this recently, I should say, Joe Biden decided to go on stage, you know, confidently speaking to a mic and then hurl some words out that I can't believe is still being said in 2019. Joe Biden decided to say that cannabis was a gateway drug. And so for that reason, he is unsure that cannabis should be legalized. Not would, but should be legalized. In his mind, cannabis is the type of substance, you know, much like the Internet. In his mind, cannabis is like the Internet, right? It shouldn't be legalized because you're able to view so many different things after use. Now, granted, the Internet doesn't, you know, help out with cancer. It doesn't save lives, take away pain, allow people to live their everyday life, lower anxiety. Internet doesn't do these things. But like the Internet, cannabis, you know, is a substance that people love and use often. You know, that's why people really, really want it to be legalized because it's so loved already. But imagine that Internet was illegal. Imagine if you downloaded a certain amount of data, visited a certain amount of websites, you know, you'll get a federal charge because it's seen as a danger to society. In this case, a dangerous drug to your body. You know, there's no medicinal value in the incident. None, there is none either in cannabis. Now, analogy aside, I probably went too far than it should, to be honest with you. But um, Joe Biden saying that cannabis is a gateway drug. Cannabis by no they, they, listen, they even had a study saying that cannabis was not, in fact, a gateway drug. Well, cannabis, like many other substances similar to sugar, was scored at a level at which users who use the uh, product, how often did they use other substances, right? So they got people who would use something like uh, nicotine, never used it before. How often were they to now gravitate and go towards other pros- uh, products in their lifetime? And in other in the tests, coincidentally, how many people who never done it before, after tracking them over a certain amount of time, see which substances they gravitated to? Cannabis score on that was pretty low. Was it zero? Of course not, right? But what was extremely high was alcohol. You know, a lot of people started drinking alcohol when they were at such and such a young age, like way below 18. And that behavioral trait they saw led to so much many other substance intake because of their intake of alcohol at a young level. Same thing with nicotine. Nicotine on a chemical level, people. Nicotine. Yeah, that same stuff that's in vaporizers, cigarettes, hookah. What's up with your hookah bars? I I don't know why people go to hookah bars. Just like breathing in large amount of smoke. Anyway, it gives me a headache. But the point is nicotine, the same substance that, you know, is addictive, as you can see, also increases the brain's ability to be impulsive. If you intake nicotine, it causes some chemical reaction or what I think it really does is it trains the brain to use nicotine so often that the brain is constantly looking for a dopamine fix or a dopamine uh, feeling, right? And dopamine is, like I said last podcast, is the pleasure center of the brain or releases pleasure. Anytime you do something pleasurable, you get dopamine. So that being said, if Cigarettes are something you're periodically using, taking in, getting bits of nicotine and getting hits of dopamine. It'll cause your brain over time to react to want to get the same type of dopamine fix or hit from something from something else. And that's why I believe at least 
cigarettes' level of addictivity or not addictivity, that's the word I'm looking for, but gateway drug quality. There's a certain word for it. I don't remember it, but its ability to be a gateway drug is so high because it has that same, you know, chemical reaction in the brain when you use it. But nonetheless, Joe Biden, it's 2019. We literally have states who have legalized cannabis on a medicinal level. Now that cannabis is being legalized and being able to be put into a study so that we can review it, you know, use a scientific method, you know what I'm saying? The mitochondria is the center of the cell, like stuff like that to figure out <laughs> that cannabis is in fact a positive much more or much less than it is a negative. And I think Joe Biden is really showing his age out there, you know, showing how backwards his thinking is still not even just on cannabis, but, but on other subjects. But specifically with cannabis, it shows you that his mindset has not advanced and grown with the times to still think that a dare commercial quote. You know what I'm saying? A stay above the influence quote still applies to cannabis today. Listen, CBD, nowhere near a gateway drug, but it is in fact cannabis. CBD that has allowed people who have joint issues to be able to be functional again. You know, play tennis like they're 65 when they're really 80 something. You know, we have CBD that has helped people with anxiety around the world who are anxious 24-7, not fully enjoying themselves in the moment because of chemical reactions in their brain, which is completely normal due to the type of lifestyle we live now. Get relief from using cannabis, THC and CBD. As we said last episode, CBD helps with anxiety more so than THC. But either way, they both can help you with anxiety at certain levels. Joe Biden, cannabis, has cured so many people's... Ca it's 2019, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to need you to, you know, smoke the coffee. Smoke the cup of Joe, wake up in the morning. Because cannabis has cured or helped lower, I should say, so many people's cancer. You know, cancer is not something that is easily, you know, gotten rid of. Of course, we'll come out with chemo. But all chemotherapy is, is chemically attacking every cell in your body so that any cell that has a remblan or resemblances of a cancer or a tumor or something that's just drawing out all the nutrients from everything around it, that it's going to kill it. And that's why you see the hair fall out because every cell is attacked. It's a tough, tough process to go through. Very painful. It's horrible. It's hard to eat, man. Hard to eat. And uh, with that being said, I'm, I'm telling you, Joe Biden, you're thinking this backwards. And honestly, bro, you've just created a extra target on your back for other political uh, people in your party to use to advance their own, you know, intrigue and gain more votes. How many people are going to say that? How are you going to vote for a guy who wants cannabis, you know, illegal? How are you going to vote for a guy who doesn't look out for veterans who desperately need cannabis, you know, to help live their day to day life after they have gotten off the field and into civilian life? More on veteran cannabis use coming up. Stay tuned. Joe Biden, you are this week's brick of the week. If you guys remember, you like, Back in the day when we had a podcast, you know, it was early on, we had something like Brick of the Week. You know, I'm a big fan of the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God, and he has a donkey of the day. And I thought implementing a donkey of the week would be also cool because you have a lot of nink nincompoops. I can't even say nincompoop correctly. But you have a lot of nincompoops or idiots and just people who add negativity to the cannabis industry out here or in or every day that needs to be shouted out. They need to be singled out for their ability to lower, you know, what we're trying to see in legal cannabis in the future, like a Joe Biden, by discrediting cannabis, by giving it this such a negative connotation, uh, uh, connotation, uh, can't even say the word, a negative connotation with cannabis is calling it a gateway drug. 
So moving on, we have a lot more stories. I thought it'd be easier this week to kind of give you guys a quick rundown of other stories that may were, may have been floating around but weren't really touched on. Not many people with social media dived into it, but it's still important cannabis news overall. So first, here we have Colorado Supreme Court allows medicinal cannabis for probationers. That's huge. How many people you know on probation right now? Raise your hand. Can't see you. But I'm happy you raised your hand. <laughs> so the people who raised your hand, right? If you know somebody who is, who is on probation or had probation in the past, or maybe even you have probation, you're the person who raised your hand about. That's cool. Um, you couldn't use cannabis because it was federally illegal and you're breaking a crime. If you get caught with any type of resemblances of weed on your person or weed in your system, you're going back to jail. That's what probation is, right? You're on probation, don't break laws, you stay out of jail, you have to live free throughout your substance. I mean, Meek Mill, those of you who follow hip-hop, Meek Mill, I believe, caught a charge when he was 18 and was on probation for a decade. A decade. Could you imagine being on probation for a decade? You know, trying to sit there with your fingers crossed with a Bible in front of you, not breaking laws for a decade. Now, I'm not saying he should be able to break laws, but one of the laws you can't break is smoking weed. That's not hurting anyone. So I'm happy this bill exists because it's going to allow a lot more people to stay out of jail. It's going to allow, you know, people who are on probation not to, you know, have to rely on synthetic piss every time they see the PO officer. I mean, hey, RIP to the synthetic piss because now that cannabis is becoming legalized, not a lot of people are going to need fake pee anymore. Like, that's a whole industry that was killing the game with every state that legalizes weed. I'm telling you, more and more people or more and more uh, people in that industry are not going to be happy. They're losing money left and right, especially now that there may be a bill that may pass that allows uh, cannabis probation or cannabis users who are on probation to stop to not be tested for it. So the law isn't federally, all right? The law is in Colorado. Hopefully I didn't gas your head up and think if you're on probation, woo, pass the blunts, baby. No, I'm not trying to gas you up. That law was in California. So in California, excuse me, the law is in Colorado. So in Colorado, people who are on probation don't have to get tested and it makes perfect sense. Their state is legalized weed on the state level. So why would there need to be a test by probation officers to make sure you're not, you know, violating that law? You know, and because of that, uh, shooting, some people may say, oh, it's legalized federally. So maybe you still got to take a piss test if you're on probation because it's a federal law. But we all know that might change soon. We all know the more act is and may be passed. We all know the more act has the ability to not only deschedulize cannabis or deschedule cannabis or be the scheduled drug, but also allows people who have records to be expunged. People who are in jail right now to have their record of weed gone. That means a lot of people, if this more act, will get freed. That means that family member, that friend, that someone close to you who has gone to jail for weed may get out early. They may not have to serve the full time that's there all because they had a plant on them that was seen as illegal when it didn't hurt anybody at all. In fact, it's something that puts a lot of smiles on faces and saves a lot of people's lives. Joe Biden. But back to the chill. So the more act, we're going to talk about more coming up. Let's run down these stories so that you know what's going on. So the first story was that Colorado Supreme Court allowed medical cannabis probation. Oh, excuse me. They allowed medical cannabis to be used by people on probation. Next up, we have 
Cannabis Media Company offers $36,000 annual salary for a cannabis reviewer. Let me say that one more time. So there's a media company, a cannabis media company, who looks like they want to offer reviews, you know, reviews on products, uh, reviews on cannabis, anything you can imagine cannabis, they want you to review it. And so because you're taking in cannabis, they want to make sure they have an expert. They want to make sure they know that they have the person that smokes so much weed, they can tell you, is it good or is it not good? Okay. And they're paying that person $36,000 a year just to do it. Now, granted, I don't think this is a full-time position. I don't think they have you clocking in at 9 o'clock, clocking out at 5, and you're smoking weed all day, you know? So I probably think people can have two jobs, and a side job that pays $36,000, that's a pretty good side job. That's a pretty good job either or. Either or, your job is smoking weed, you can't be upset. Like, if that person ever comes back to the friend, like, yo, man, I just came from work, my lungs are hurting me, I got the craziest dry mouth. I mean, yo, I've been smoking weed literally all day. Bro, you smoke weed all day. You're complaining? Jeez. Whoever gets a job, enjoy it. Be happy for it because it's something that smokers for decades, I mean decades, have been fantasizing about a possibility of being able to have a job where you literally just smoke weed and tell them what you think about it. It's good. Oh, this shit right here. Oh, shit. This that death. <laughs> Cat Williams. Man, so that's a job that people can possibly have, and I'm kind of happy it exists, and it's only going to go on more. You know, imagine being a cannabis edibles tester. You know, they probably give you the cannabis, but break it down, like, over a certain amount of hours so you really feel the effects, and you don't just, you know, eat a bunch of edibles at once. You're just like, it was good. <laughs> you know, head back, rolled back, face looking dead. Um, next story, man. Shout out to uh, the cannabis media company offering that job. Listen, chances are that's not the only job like that that's available even the government is trying to get professional cannabis uh rollers you know to roll their their medical cannabis they don't want anybody to roll weed that like roll cigarettes they want cannabis joint smokers to roll it up because they know how to roll weed and chances are they'd be great for the human cannabis study coming up soon so next up we have on the docket we have brooklyn da or district attorney to drop drug charges against the hemp recipient. Now, if you remember the story that happened, you know, not too long ago that we reported here on hot TV that many people reported on, let's be honest with you about, it was a UPS, I believe, or FedEx, excuse me. It was a FedEx truck or a FedEx distribution center. Let's just call them. They found a hundred pounds of hemp being shipped to a company, right? And decided to Call the cops. <laughs> I guarantee you the person who's a manager never smoked weed a day of his life. Guarantee. Guarantee there's some guy that, like, has pens in his shirt pocket, you know, in a pocket protector, you know, and kind of snitch. He was like that kid from recess with a notepad that was snitching on everybody else. That was that guy. That was that guy who was the manager of that FedEx who decided, oh, my God, look, look at all this weed. I better call 911 ASAP. They called 911. They called the cops. The cops came over. And even the cops didn't know. What they had was hemp. I mean, it wasn't in a, you know, covered bag. It was in a clear bag. We can see the green on it. And even from afar, you can see from, from, from whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, what was that? Even from afar, you can see how not weed that cannabis was. So they decided to, you know, seize the cannabis. They decided to not, of course, you know, or they uh, put charges on an individual who had got the weed charged for, you know, trafficking large quantities of marijuana and then they found out hey look hemp is legal that means that this is agriculturally legal and we're fine with having 100 pounds being shipped to us you know 
Unfortunately, we had a cop that was so proud of him nabbing hemp, he hold two bags that was the size of him put together and decided to put it on the Internet as him doing a big drug bust. Like my guy acted like he called El Chapo, you know, <laughs> and pick a picture of him catching his stash. Come on, man. It is H-E-M-P hemp. So I'm glad it's. Charges got dropped in Brooklyn. I'm glad uh, things got figured out. And, of course, the cannabis company is not going to get any fines. They're not going to lose his license. not going to get arrested. And, above all, they got their 100 pounds of hemp. 100 pounds of hemp is expensive, bro. I mean, imagine paying $200 for 100 pounds of hemp. That's a lot of fucking hemp. So, with that being said, uh, House Committee approves federal legalization bill. Here comes the story of the hour. Here comes the story of the week. Here comes what we really brought you here to tell you the 411 and what's happening with the Moore Act. All right. I mean, they're proposing legalizing cannabis by taking it off the Schedule One substance list, as you know. Other substances on the Schedule One list, like cocaine, heroin, you know, gateway drug. No, let me stop. Let me not being petty. <laughs> let me stop being petty. And of course, a bunch of other things. So we're hitting the 20 minute mark. We're going to give you guys a good break. You know, I can't be talking in your ear in your headphones or on your speakers on your car for that long. I'm going to give you guys a nice little break. Enjoy the small break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hi. Yo, what is that? Oh, I'm sorry, folks. Let me do it over again. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. Hi, TV. Be right back. Hey, so, uh, Bur- I mean, should I call you Mr. Obama? Uh, or is Obama cool? Anyway, how do you feel that weed is finally going to be legalized in Illinois, man? That's that's like your state right there. Uh, well, America uh, needed marijuana legalized uh, for a, a long time. You know, for a long time, Americans suffered the uh, consequences of a nonviolent crime, which was smoking weed. And uh, on Sundays, you know, I could say, hey, Michelle, pass old big, big Obama blunt. <laughs> <laughs> you smoke blood, sir? I mean, how else do you smoke weed? It's America. All right, welcome back to the show. Hope you guys did not miss the show too much. Hope the ads weren't too long. Hope you guys enjoyed the little tidbit with Obama there. You know, I thought it was a little silly, a little funny thing I could add in there because just trying to make the podcast a bit more enjoyable. Sometimes we talk about the news and it can be boring. Don't want to give you guys a lecture. That's definitely not, well, not what I'm trying to do. I want to make it more conversational. You know, talk to you guys like I'm having a conversation with somebody I know. Um, but that being said, we are talking about the MORE Act. What is the MORE Act? And why is it so important? Okay, so the story goes as follows. Give you guys the facts first and I give you my opinions later. Get to the facts. Story goes, the House (laughs) Judiciary, if I could read, if I could read properly, we could get to the news. But right now, I cannot read. I feel like Fantasia 2007. (laughs) No shade to Fantasia. Uh, anyway, uh, (laughs) R. Kelly, nasty man. Uh, the House Judiciary Committee. (laughs) all right all right i get serious i get serious i get serious the house judiciary i can't even say the word man i feel like i have tourette's the house judiciary committee made history today when lawmakers there voted 24 to 10 in bipartisan favor of a bill that would end the federal probation on cannabis prohibition jesus the bill named H.R.3884, is expected to advance for consideration on the House floor. 
the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. That's what stands for more. Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act would end federal cannabis prohibition. Oh, Jesus. Prohibition by removing the plant entirely from the Controlled Substance Act. The bill, first introduced in July by New York Republican Gerald Nadler, would also impose a 5% federal cannabis tax to be reinvested in the communities most disadvantaged by prohibition. It would also legalize veteran access to medicinal cannabis and expunge records for federal cannabis convictions and provide incentives for states to enact their own cannabis expungement policies. I love what I'm hearing so far. I love it. The bill could very well be received favorably in the House, which is Democrat controlled and already approved one piece of sweeping cannabis legislation this year. The Senate, however, is expected to be much, much more. It didn't say much, much, but I just put the, I threw the other munch in there. Munch, much in there. So the Senate, however, is expected to be much more significant obstacle in the past in the path towards federal legalization. So what that really says, just to jump in real quick, so let me just reading straight. So the House is controlled by Democrats. Democrats are liberal and therefore they'll be much more supportive of a more act and a legalization of cannabis. Also, in the back of my mind, a bit of an opinion I got to jump and put in there, uh, juxtaposed next to the facts is that, in my opinion, I think the Democrats want the more act to be passed um, right before, you know, at least during the early portions of the presidential election so that Mr. Trump won't have, you know, that big artillery artillery in his back pocket. He won't have such a big gun to shoot come, you know, election time where he says, if, if you guys revote me in, I'm going to legalize cannabis. OK, it's going to be the biggest cannabis country in the world. It's going to be the best. We're going to love it. It's going to be awesome. OK, <laughs> I can't even do a Trump accent. I hate Trump. In, in, in Trump overall, I don't want to do an accent of that guy. But um, but yeah, that's what I think is what the Democrats are trying to do. They know that if they pass this bill that's taken away just one more big piece of uh, meat that Trump is going to throw at the voters, which are his Trump dogs. Um, anyway, back to the story. Back to the story. Back to the story. So in 2018 alone, there were over 600 30, excuse me, there are over 663 Americans. All right, so real quick uh, correction, it's actually 663,000 arrests that happened last year. Just want to correct that, back to the show. ...who were arrested for marijuana-related crimes. That's a three-year high. That means in a time when cannabis has been the most legalized ever in 2019, we're seeing a three-year high in levels of arrest. It's almost like these police officers, <laughs> these police officers want to make up for what they're going to lose in the future. They're like, listen, you guys have a higher quota. We're not going to be, be able to arrest people for weed anymore. We can't find them. So make sure you get as much people as you can. Like, it's almost like they know that weed is being legalized, so it's not going to be a crime anymore. So they're getting all the necessary arrests possible. And that's why the number jumped in, 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 in uh, 2018. It's ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. So now that Chairman Nadler has moved the Moore Act through the committee, to the committee, excuse me, it is time for the full House to vote and to have every number of Congress show their 
constituents which side of the history they're on. And that's that's important too. You know, um, if you live in a state where cannabis is legalized, maybe you're more incentivized to vote yes on the MORE Act because it may help you get reelected in the future. You know, that's, who you're, that's what your supporters care about because they voted it in already in their states. Uh, also show who are in the pockets of these politicians, who are motivating these individuals to go ahead and pass or just say no to the MORE Act. This is not just an act to legalize weed. It's actually an act to legalize weed and provide relief towards veterans and use some of the monies to help out impoverished neighborhoods who were definitely affected by the war on drugs and the, illegal, the illegality of cannabis in the past. Uh, and it will, most importantly, relieve a lot of people who don't even have to worry about peeing for their probation, you know, saying drugs, but taking them off the system, no records, you know, taking them out of jail for nonviolent cannabis crimes. I mean, the MORE Act is well put together. It's well thought out. And I'm happy to see something like this created because not just legalized cannabis throughout 50 states, uh, Let's put a tax on it. No, it's actually having a plan to give back to the community as a plan to help those who have a record and are negatively affected by cannabis being illegal. You know, you have to really think sometimes what travesties have occurred due to cannabis being illegal. You know, how many people's lives, how many families have been affected by the illegality of cannabis, especially something that actually has a medicinal value, especially something that is needed for people to live a life of quality back to what they used to in the past before the pain got in the way, before the nausea got in the way, before the seizures got in the way. All these children with seizures who take CBD, which of course is not in the argument, but people also, anyway, it's not in the argument, but still that cannabis has overall provided for you know, and and now that we, if this gets passed, will no longer be a descheduled drug. It's still not all bells and whistles, folks. It's not all paradise and heaven in front of us. There's still going to be obstacles and stipulations in there that would even make the most pocket pushing politician <laughs> to, to agree to a cannabis being legalized. One of which is that even though cannabis will be descheduled, cannabis will be also seen as a drug. And in order to make use of the drug, you would have to have the necessary licensing and the necessary paperwork to make sure you're allowed to even use cannabis on that level. What does that mean? In my opinion, as you saw on Instagram in the story, what I said in response to when it got uh, passed it looks like Xanax, where Xanax is a drug that is, of course, legal to use, right? Legal to buy, but it's only legal to buy when it comes from a source like a pharmacy who has those documentations already. So if you have Xanax and you don't have a, you don't have a prescription, a.k.a. medical marijuana card, if you don't have a license to sell it, you know, and you're selling it, you can still be in trouble for cannabis because you're not following the law, which states that it has to be, you know, mandated under a regulated source. So so what that, what that what that tells me now, excuse me, is that cannabis will still have its level of not being totally free, but at least the handcuffs aren't so tight. You know what I'm saying? Now they have you like, you know, roaming around, you know what I'm saying, no handcuffs at, at recess or something. I don't know, what do they call it in prison? Recess? Sorry to be so um, non-knowledgeable about that. Don't, don't plan to be for that matter. But for those who have gone to jail, you know what I'm saying? They've laxed the handcuffs you know, on cannabis and now allowing it to be a bit more free. However, there's still some bars that lay in front of it. 
So honestly, the more act is amazing, man. The more act has an ability to really have a positive impact on its legalization. And as mentioned, I did read over rather quickly. They are going to allow, you know, a 5% tax on cannabis nationwide. And if we're seeing states like, you know, Florida, excuse me, yeah, Florida pull together hundreds to $200 million a year in just taxes alone. And also see California, which we're going to talk about soon, also pull their taxes together. We're going to see a lot, a lot more happen. You know, we're going to see a lot more, you know, a core, a current industry, especially innovations now that cannabis is going to be legalized, you know, just as open and free that freedom you feel when you go to a bar, you can just buy whatever beer you want, but because it's legalized, it's not the prohibition days anymore and the speakeasies where you have to drink moonshine, you can get something that's a bit lighter, something that's maybe a bit less strong or something that's even stronger than normal beer. You know, you have variety because there is innovation that's brought along by legalization. All right. So in other news, other than the more act, California decided to raise its tax again. I mean, listen, we told you guys how pissed off California cannabis consumers were because the tax is already high. You can't have the state's population high as hell and have the taxes high, too. We got to have a balance. All right. The seesaw ain't going to work out if both of us are already up here. That's not how it works. It needs to be balanced. So with that being said, California was pissed off over the fact that, you know, their estimated revenue in taxes weren't where it's supposed to be, right? And so, of course, their blame went towards the black market. I mean, once the study came out that, yo, your black market is three times larger than the legal market, if I'm a politician, I'm shitting bricks. You know, if I'm controlling the whole state, that means I'm not doing something right because the state isn't generating enough money from what I'm doing, and it looks like we don't have the black market under control. And of course, those who have spent the millions of dollars to be cannabis companies, they're mad too. They have investors that are upset. And the best way to make your investors happy is by doing what? Giving them that crack. Giving them that cash. That's exactly what it is. Because investors that invest in companies, all they want is an increase in value. And so if your cannabis company is not producing the way it should because they're going to blame the black market and blame the taxes, what does the, what should the government do? The government should allow more cannabis uh, licensing to those black market operators, lower the co the cost it is to be in the industry. Similar to, you know, Canada just recently allowed non-state operated distributors because they realized cannabis sales is so low because the government is distributing weed and not private practices. Private practices distributing weed, what does that mean? Higher competition or more competition breeds a better product. And that's what we're seeing happening slowly in, ca in Canada who've learned their lesson since they legalized weed earlier uh, this year. So California, the bright thing for them to do is to do what? Give more licensing, create more competition, right? Generate more sales of legal markets so you have more taxes because you have more people to choose from. But no, California wants to keep the money in the big companies, make it harder to become a cannabis company, not give anybody, as we reported to two weeks ago, you know, slow down the amount of permits being given out. But not only that, they came up with the bright idea to raise the tax rates on flower, leaves, and plants effective January 1st of 2020. The story reads as follows. The California Department of Tax and, Free and Fee Administration says that the rate hikes reflect an adjustment for inflation. And he says it's required by the state's cannabis tax law. Now, flower taxes per dry weight ounce are being raised from, get this, 
$9.25 to $9.65, okay? That's a 40 cent increase. While leaf taxes per dry weight right now per ounce are $2.75, they will raise to $2.87. And the plant rates will rise and increase from $1.29 to $1.35%. And so they're quoted as saying, this is, like, this is coming from them specifically in their notice, the cannabis special notice. The 15% cannabis excise tax is based on the average market price of the cannabis or cannabis products sold at the retail level. The markup rate is used when calculating the average market price to determine the cannabis excise tax due in an arm's length of the transaction. So in arm's length transaction, the average market price is higher than the retailer's wholesale price or hotel costs, excuse me, of the cannabis or cannabis products plus markup rate determined by the CDTFA, which is the Cannabis Cannabis. This is a fancy, that's a long-ass acronym for a Cannabis Association of California. But anyway, I guess, you know, CAF or CAF, I guess CAC was was taken. Anyway, uh, in a no-arms-length transaction, the average market price is the cannabis retailer's gross receipts from retail sale of the cannabis or cannabis products. So all that was was a fancy way for them to say that the cost or the cost of them selling it at a wholesale level is generally what the cost is to the wholesaler, right? Or the wholesaler's receipts. So they're saying that if you're a wholesaler, you're making much more money and much more profit than you are if you're selling at a retail level. They're saying that apparently the market price for, you know, retailers are generally what is determined by the California regulatory group in addition to the cost of the product, you know, to be made. And that's what that's what determines the price at the retail level. So they're saying to make it more fair, they're also going to raise taxes on a wholesale level so that it's going to cost more overall. If they raise the taxes more, then there's more money, I guess, in the pot. And I guess it protects the cannabis legal businesses in the future to do what? Make less sales because cannabis taxes are too high? Get out of here, yo, with that group. Try to make sense of it, but I just don't like the sounds of it. So the story continues. Critics have argued that California's cannabis taxes are already too high. No shit. Uh, and a United Cannabis Business Association report in September suggested that or suggests that unlicensed cannabis operators outnumber legal cannabis businesses in the state three to one, three to one. They're three times bigger than a legal cannabis market. That's a whole lot of taxes that are left out. So I'm guessing they're trying to make up for it by taxing the legal ones. Idiotic. The state had anticipated cannabis tax revenues would be 355 million this year and 514 million by 2020. But in May, those estimates adjusted to 288 million and 359 million. So if they're proposing that their low number would be 355 and actually their low point now, or excuse me, their high point now is where their low point was, that's going to be a lot of unhappy politicians and unhappy regulatory bodies, right? They're not doing what they have to do to, you know, generate the taxes that that was promised by being legalized. So they adjust by making the dumb move, which is hastily raising taxes. 
Man, so in May, the Appropriations Committee rejected a bill to lower the state's cannabis taxes. Genius again. Why Why would you deny a bill to lower taxes? They got to understand, if you lower taxes, there'll be more sales, and therefore, overall, you'll make more money in taxes. But no, you're trying to lessen your sales by increasing the amount of tax that's going to draw more taxes Increase taxes on a legal level so that now all those consumers who buy legal weed will go towards, you know, uh, uh, a black market deal. Now, granted, California does have a much more wealthy population. Okay, look at Silicon Valley. I love that show on uh, HBO, by the way. Great show. Hilarious. But Silicon Valley is filled up with people who make a ton, a ton of money. They're not worried about cannabis taxes if they are cannabis users. You know, that's why the housing market in that area is outrageous. You know, a house anywhere else in the country that'll cost like 52000 to to 100000 costs 800000 to a million nowadays. All because of the proximity to Google, Facebook, um, all of those places, man. Silicon, Silicon Valley, long story short. And you also have in the South, you have Hollywood. You have all the actors, all the athletes, all the celebrities. Calabasas, you have the areas of people in California who are much more wealthier on average than other people in other states. So I'm guessing they're taking that into account when they're raising taxes. Nonetheless, logically speaking, the majority of the cannabis users or cannabis buyers, I don't think are those who are wealthy. There are those who fall in the middle and lower class. Just saying, that's just what I think. There's less people in a pool of rich people than there are those who aren't rich, right? Either way, it's a dumb decision. Hopefully, they learn their lesson in years to come, and hopefully, you know, this just doesn't continue. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't. And that bill that they rejected, it would have reduced taxes from 15% to 11, not even that much of a decrease, something that's reasonable, at least to help out the consumers or help out, you know, the industry overall. But it was suspended. It would have lowered it to 11% and suspended the cultivation tax for three years. Anyway, next story, last story, we're going to talk about Florida. Florida proposes a bill. Yes, a great bill that plans to, wow, lost my, lost my placement. Florida plan. Jeez, what the hell happened? Hold on, folks. Hold on. Florida proposes a bill, right, waiving veteran medical cannabis cards and fees. Other states have similar exemptions. The new bill proposed for the 2020 legislative session will waive the $75 card registration slash renewal fee and the $15 fee if you lost a card. So Florida finally got its act together and understood that it has to take care of its veterans. I think veterans who are brave enough to not only sign up for the army, but also go out and fight, put their lives on the line for the country. I mean, dodge bullets left and right like they was in a music video. It's not that cool or I shouldn't be, you know, making jokes about it. But the point is that they risk their bodies and their lives when they come back here. They're not treated like the heroes they are. They haven't been rewarded for their sacrifice to the country but rather cast aside and one of those ways that veterans decide to seek ailment is with cannabis as you know veterans go through a lot you know their joints hurt from them fighting war carrying all these heavy equipment working out you know run one two three that running on that concrete forever that can't be good for your joints in the long run right and much less actually fighting you know in a war zone so with that being said florida has a law which you know is a medicinal state, medical marijuana. Florida has a law that uh, 
dictates you have to pay $75 in order to get your medical marijuana card. And in the case that you lose your card, you're paying 15. So if you're a veteran who's living on the veteran check that you're getting, you're probably not having that much wiggle room to have to every year pay the $75 to get some medicine. You know what I'm saying? Especially one that helps you out tremendously and most likely much better than other substances that could hurt you. So, for instance, other states already have similar, you know, exceptions, right? And this new bill in Florida, like I said, will take away a $75 fee. Now, quote by Senator Cruz here in Florida, providing a free medical marijuana or providing free medical marijuana cards for service disabled veterans is a benefit that I would hope will encourage alternative treatments, methods and help address the opioid crisis facing veterans as you know veterans i told you go through a lot so what's the first thing they do go to the doctor what does the doctor tell them to do the doctor goes ahead and says hey i'm gonna write a little prescription you're gonna take a little bit of this and feel a little bit of this i'm pulling my cheek up and smiling but that isn't always the case in a large amount of case or cases once they take those opioids what does it lead to it leads to dependency and once you get dependent on those cannabinoids, once you get dependent on those opioids, you tend to get addicted to those opioids. You tend to have a need for them. And the opioid addiction is killing off so many Americans, not just young, but also old. You know, people who feel pain and then they have to take these pain pills over and over and over again just to feel normal. You know, the chemical addiction happening in the brain is a detriment already. But could you imagine what's happening to your kidneys? Could you imagine what's happening to your liver? I mean, once you take that many prescription pills, it's never going to be a good sight. It's never going to be, you know, long term, a great idea. Of course, if you need it in the moment, of course, you take medication to feel good. We get a headache. What do we do? We pop an Advil, right? Tylenol or what's it called? Tylenol? Tylenol if you're, you know, a bit skeevish about taking pills, which I don't like pills myself. But my, if my migraine is up there. Just know I'm going to take me Advil, some ibuprofen in the system. So that being said, a bill like this is definitely doing its due diligence to help out veterans in a big way. Because we all know, or for the most part, we know that the VA is not allowing people to use cannabis. The story continues. Medicinal cannabis advocates say cannabis can help with the myriad myriad of issues that veterans face, including PTSD and physical pain. A lot of times the pain that people take pain pills for aren't even physical. They're also emotional. Continuing on, often veterans rely on harmful pharmaceuticals to treat their conditions. Cannabis, however, is a non-habit-forming and safer alternative to opiates, Joe Biden, (laughs) and other pharmaceuticals. Advocates contend, unfortunately, well, well, that's what advocates contend. Excuse me, I've read that sentence in a choppy way, trying to put some shade on Joe Biden's idiotic comment. Unfortunately, the VA does not currently allow doctors to recommend medicinal cannabis. So the cost for obtaining a card each year falls on veterans themselves. Now, the VA got their act together, which they can't get their act together because cannabis is still federally illegal. So that means if the Moore Act is passed, that means we can see weed no longer be descheduled, be legalized on a federal level. And chances are, it's not only Florida veterans that may feel the benefit of not having to pay the fee anymore for their medicinal cannabis. The VA will cover them. You know, uh, working at a cannabis, you know, company not too long ago, listen, 
a lot of these people ask if we have if they had programs available that help made their cannabis cheaper because buying legal weed ain't ain't cheap, especially when you're hearing these taxes. Some of these states just throwing out their ass like California. I mean, whoa, 35 percent. I mean, and it's going up with 515. You're bugging. OK, 30 plus 30 plus 15 is damn near 50 percent tax. You're smoking something. Um, but with that being said, it's expensive. You know, buying the products are expensive and, of course, also getting the cards. So at least, you know, when the more act gets passed, we'll see the VA potentially make a move to cover medical marijuana expenses. You know, they all ask if they could possibly have insurance for cannabis because it's very expensive and a lot of people need it. And I think in the future, especially when the more act gets passed and cannabis is legalized, we're going to see a lot more people come up and be medical marijuana insurance companies. You know, they get investors easily because insurance companies can just have a recurring charge to you every single month like Netflix, except they only got to pay out a certain amount of money each time. Right. Like they'll give you a limit of, let's say, you know, you, you get to buy two hundred dollars worth of products a month, but yet you're paying us. I don't know, $50 a month for insurance, right? Not as high as other insurance, but you and you and the cost changes depending on how, you know, much money you make a year. But anyway, that's just me speculating. So that has been our stories for the podcast. You know, there's we had the more act that got passed. We had Joe Biden that decided to say something wrong in 2019. Like he thought he was in 20 he thought it was in 1919, not 2019. That was his mistake. Joe Biden's in the past right now. Uh, we had other stories like California raising its tax rates after January 1st. We briefly talked about Quebec now allowing uh, third-party private companies to be cannabis distributors. And I think cannabis distribution is a big business and a good option. If you're a cannabis entrepreneur, think about cannabis distribution. You're buying these cannabis products wholesale from the companies themselves or from the grower themselves and you're selling it to these dispensaries so it allows a a it allows the cannabis ecosystem on a commercial level to be much healthier you know now you have distributors competing against other distributors so now the retail winners the retail owners win by getting the best pricing the best the best delivery you know all other qualities that fall in part of being a distributor the wholesalers now get people who aren't just retailers that may only buy your weed because you you know the weed that sells at the, re at the retail level right now is the one with the highest THC percentage. If people see the bigger number, they think it's more, it's much better. You know, they allow distributors to even focus on certain types of cannabis, you know, overall, not just what has the highest THC. Listen, cannabis got terpenes, folks. Hate to break it to you. Terpenes are why you feel the indica or sativa-like feeling, not the genetics. The terpenes are the are the cause of you feeling energetic are you feeling tired you feeling hungry not hungry that's thc but a bunch of other effects that terpenes are responsible for you know i believe that the vehicle to being high and medicated would be cannabis or hemp right but the effects you feel you know the music that's being played the scenery you see around you when you're in this vehicle of cannabis is caused by the terpenes. And then terpenes increase the medicinal value and the experience at the same time. And it also smells good. It's not a lie. Uh, other stories we have today to wrap up is the House Committee approved the federal legalization bill. One step further, all it takes for it to be actually passed is to get voted on again by Congress. That means the House of Representatives and the uh, senators of this country. Uh, next up, we have Brooklyn D.A. or District Attorney dropped the drug charges on the hemp recipient who they thought it was weed and about to give him some federal serious, serious crime. Uh, whatever. Excuse me, they're about to give him a serious, serious indictment. 
I don't know why some words just slip sometimes. But anyway, Cannabis Media Company offers a $36,000 a year annual salary for a cannabis reviewer. Amazing. So that means you smoking weed every day, not doing anything. You can get paid for that. Remember those commercials back in the day? Hey, you. Yeah, you. Sitting on the couch, not doing anything now, not planning your life. Come to this unknown college that we're selling you a commercial to come to. Don't just sit around. Get a degree from an online university. (laughs) There's going to be people saying, hey, you. Sit on the couch, getting high, smoking that dank. You could be working with us right now. Just smoking high on the couch, but in our office. And we'll pay you $36,000 a year. Yeah, you. Don't just sit there. Don't just smoke weed and smile. No. Get your red eyes up, out the door, and come work for us. So kudos to that cannabis company offering this type of job. I think it sounds great, and I think a lot of other places will do the same thing, because chances are, if you're, you know, a lot of these products are coming out, we need a reliable source to tell us if it's good or not. We need these tastemakers, if you will, in the cannabis industry. So funding tastemakers is going to help out certain brands, and it's going to help out the industry overall, you know, by consumers knowing what's good and what isn't. So one big tastemaker thing I can say here on the podcast, if you enjoy hemp flower, you love to smoke CBD, or you're interested in trying hemp flowers, one product I will not recommend and I do not like are the wild hemp's. Listen, wild hemp tastes terrible. One, if they put, if they literally just made a joint out of stems, that's exactly what wild hemp would taste like. Now, Granted, Wild Hemp has an amazing, amazing packaging. I love the way it looks. I mean, it's a shiny box. It has a star for the mouthpiece. They went the whole nine on the looks, all right? But it's almost like having, a, you know, a beautiful-looking banana, but on the inside it's rotten, you know, kind of like that Lauren Hill lyric. You know, it's beautiful on the outside, a piece of shit on the inside. I mean, Lord have mercy <laughs> how bad that hemp, that uh, hemp, what do you call it, Wild Hemp cigarette is. You know, I barely felt the CBD effects. My mouth tasted like I just swallowed a forest fire. I mean, it literally tastes like seeds and stem. It even, it tasted worse than some mids I've had years ago before weed was even popular the way it was now. Like back in the early 2000 mids. That's, it would take, it's worse than brick weed. All right, let me stop. But if you're going to smoke hemp flower, I'd say stay away from wild hemp. It's a pretty box. It's reflective. It looks great. But there's a reason why they put so much lipstick on that hemp is because what's on the inside ain't that good, baby. Ain't that good. So wrapping up what we have here, last story we talked about earlier on the podcast was the Colorado Supreme Court allowed medicinal cannabis for prohibitors. Jesus! For prohibitioners. I don't know why I can't say that word, man. One more time. Colorado support Supreme Court allows medicinal cannabis for probationers. Beautiful. They no longer have to go ahead and take a P test and worry about that if cannabis already cannabis is already legalized in their state. Doesn't make much sense. And hopefully this is a law that will see enacted across other states in the future if this more act gets passed. So that has been today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed, you know, episode. I know it was a bit interesting hearing, you know, the anxiety episode last time. If you have anxiety, please be sure to watch that episode. Enjoy it. I kind of just give my tidbit on what is anxiety, um, what I do in my life to help anxiety and how cannabis and THC interacts with anxiety, whether making it better or making it worse. So you tell me after listening to the podcast, which one do you think makes it worse or makes it better? Is it CBD or THC? Probably easy guess. 
So that's been today's episode for High TV. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you have an amazing week. You are now the most informed person in your circle when it comes to cannabis. You know what the hell is going on. You got the 411. You are educated, all right? And as always, we appreciate having you. We love you having here at High TV. A lot of you guys have been not only showing out on the Cannabis News Now episodes that in the past were the ones that really got the most views, but a lot of you guys are also listening to the other programming like High School, you know, and uh, High Rant and things of that nature. So kudos to you guys if you don't only listen to Cannabis News Now, which is this segment, and then the others such as the uh, high school and the high, was it, high stories that I talked about the edibles. So shout out to you guys. Love y'all as always. Stay tuned with us on Hemperton National on Instagram. Like, comment, follow. Five stars on Apple. You already know. So you have a great rest of your week. Enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV. So I know you guys have tried gummies, right? CBD gummies. They're everywhere. They're probably the first way a lot of you guys have tried CBD because you're comfortable with gummies. And who doesn't want an excuse to take gummies if they think it's for their health? But if you're like me, you're not a fan of trying to take CBD into your body in a more health conscious way and have to deal with the fact you're eating so much sugar and processed corn syrup at the same time. It's kind of casting each other out. So you're always wanting for something to kind of Fix your sweet tooth, had CBD, but wasn't so bad for you. And that's where tropical hemp chews come from. Patsy. Now, let me tell you about Patsy. Listen, we're going we're gonna to talk about Patsy. You're going to have a seat. You know, we're going to pull up a coffee, have a nice conversation. No, it's going to be real quick. <laughs> I promise. Patsy has been making candy since 1903. That's a long time to make candies. I mean, how long, how long is your longest relationship? It definitely isn't 100 years, you know, and that's how long Patsy's been making candy. And so Patsy decides to combine the old with the new and now sell full-spectrum hemp extract tropical hemp chews. Common flavors like mango, guava. I mean, he doesn't want to taste some of the tropical sweetness with some CBD without any corn syrup or artificial flavors onto it. I mean, you can't beat that. So if you're a store owner, get it in your store, sell it one by one, your customers will love it. If you want to give customer appreciation, you can give this out to your constituents for free. They're CBD and they'll feel great after they take it and in turn they'll feel great about your company and their participation. And that probably make them come back for more. Probably for more chews and maybe not your product. <laughs> no, hopefully it's a, it to come around for both. So if you guys enjoyed that, check them out on Instagram at Topical, excuse me, Tropical Hemp Chews on Instagram. Their website is also there as well. You can check it out on our post slash story. And again, stay tuned and stay high. Back to the show. Hey, baby, you ever near that, uh, in that stuff up there? Uh, man, we mean weed. We got lots of it. This is a dispensary after all. Yeah, babe. Let me get some of that. Uh, some of that. Uh, you have any of that flour? You know, any of that bud? Uh, we don't have flour at this moment. We kind of ran out, but we got some other stuff. Um, you know, you try. You try the tincture. A tincture, baby. What the hell is a tincture? I'm a tincture. Listen, baby, all I want is that flower, that bud. Just want to roll me up something. I feel good. Listen, I got Thanksgiving to cook for. I got all type of stuff, baby. I need some of that bud. Uh, okay, um, I'll see what we could do. Be right back. 
Yeah, so we don't have uh we, we don't have any more. What else can I get you? Man, how you dispenser with no no flour? That makes sense? That don't make no damn sense whatsoever. Man, I'm about to go somewhere else. I'm pretty sure the whole state of Florida is out of flour, man. It's not just... Listen, man, I came in for some mud. Y'all ain't got none of it, and I'm out of it. Goodbye.